youth, how you doing? Come on, how you doing? Stand your feet, youth, stand your feet. We got no vibe in here tonight. There's no energy in here tonight. What's going on? What's happening? Kizzle, what's going on? We're going to pick up the energy here. We got the preaching of God's word, so maybe that will do something. But I don't know, Kyle, Noah, I don't know what is going on. Are you well? Is it what, like spring? You guys got allergies? What's happening? What is it? It's the pollen. The pollen is taking it out of you. Is it boys versus girls night? You wanted to be in tribes. You didn't like boys versus girls night. The guys are happy because you won. The girls don't care. Like, whatever. Trivia. They want trivia. Girls, do you think you would win in trivia? No? What would the categories in trivia be? Would it be like movies, music, books, Shakespeare, Bible? Oh, oh, the girls are like, the word. I don't know, what else? Movies, I said movies. Pop culture, Christian movies? Oh, <laughs> how do I really feel about Christian movies? Don't ask me. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to finish off this series, Confronting Compromise. And uh, last part, last part, we're going to stay standing for the reading of God's word. Can we do that? Because I'm afraid if I start reading the word, you're all going to fall asleep on me. It's, uh, it's something weird in the air. I don't know. What's that? The whole thing standing will go right into crew standing. Should we do that? I don't know. Uh, we're going to do that. The energy's that low. I blame this on April. April was like, April was like, what is going on tonight? Nobody's got any energy. And I was like, I thought I was having fun. But okay. Colossians 3, verse 1 through 14. All right, if you're going to stay standing, though, you got to stay leaned in. Does that work? I'm just going to have to preach really quick. I'm going to have to preach real quick, and then you guys can get into cruise. You excited for cruise? Colossians 3, verse 1 through 14. It says, since then, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. This group over here, if you're standing, you can't be talking. Split apart. There it is. Let me have a look at you. There you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. This group, I hear you every week. Do you guys need to split up? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw it. I hear them every week, Lily. Every week. All right. Back to the verse. Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Verse 5. Put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry, because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Here, 
There is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barium, synth, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all of these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Someone say amen. Tonight I want to finish off this idea on compromise, on what happens when you do compromise. It's this Bible word, this biblical word called repentance. Repentance. Let's pray. Father, we're thankful that in you there is life. God, I pray that we would put off the old and put on the new. God, what you have for us, each individual standing in this room, you know. You know them right where they stand. You know their past, you know their present, and God, you know their future. And I thank you that in you, their future is bright. God, in you, you have a plan and a purpose on them. So I just pray an anointing and a blessing over them. God, I pray that they will be built up and strengthened in you. God bless this time together in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. You can grab a seat. You can grab a seat. Sit down. I'm going to feel rushed if you're all just standing the whole time, Noah. I went out uh, this week with uh, April. It was our eight-year wedding anniversary. So it was great. We've been together now for uh, 10 years, which is fantastic. And so uh, this weekend we went out to dinner, and we had a nice dinner uh, I got the New York strip steak, Avi, because steak is amazing and I love it. And when you go out to eat, you should always get a steak. I don't know. That's just it's either a burger or a steak. If they don't have if they don't have a burger, you get a steak. If they don't have a steak, you get a burger. If they don't have either, then just leave. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, go to McDonald's and get a Big Mac. I don't know. But anyway, we were out to eat, and uh, I, I were watching these waiters. They were running so quickly and moving so quickly and just being amazing. And I, I asked April, I said, April, do you, do you miss hospitality work? Because April was a waiter when I met her. That's what she did. She was a waitress crushing it. And I worked in hospitality. I just did everything, waiter and busboy and dishwasher and drove golf carts, opened doors for people, just worked in hospitality. And so I was like, April, do you miss it? She was like, no, not, not really at all. And I was like, I kind of miss it. It was kind of fun. But I remembered um, I was, I, I used to work at a place called the Sydney Entertainment Center. And I would work uh, concerts and I would take a bus, the M20, uh, would pick me up in Waterloo, drive me into downtown Sydney. And then I would get, get off the bus and work, walk about a quarter of a mile and I would walk to the Sydney Entertainment Center. And so there was always interesting things that would, would pop up, interesting uh, events that I would work. I was, remember, do you ever hear the 80s band Poison? It might be the worst band in the history of bands. And the only reason I say that is I worked one of their concerts and every person was so incredibly rude to me that I was just like, I don't know this band, but I hate this band because everyone was so mean. Anyway, so I was walking down to the Sydney Entertainment Center one night to work and there was a street preacher. Have you ever heard a street preacher before? A street preacher was standing up on, on a box and was preaching, and he was preaching basically this idea that I want to talk about just so shortly of repentance. 
repentance. And I actually took a picture of it because I was so like enamored by it. I was so like, oh my gosh, look, look at the street preacher. Look at him preaching on repentance. So I actually, I took a picture of him and I posted it to my Instagram. Were we able to get that picture there? There it is. I took this picture right here. One like. One like. Who's that one like? My wife. There it is. It would have got, that picture would have gotten a solid zero likes for so long. But if you look at the date, I mean, that was October 15th, 2011. So that was, what grade were you in 2011? You weren't even in a grade, were you? No. You were in second grade? Okay, so you were in second grade. I, I took that picture. So it was a long, Instagram was new, okay? It wasn't like just one like solid one. I think that was a backtrack like, wasn't it, April? Like you went back and liked it. So that picture just existed on the internet with zero likes. But this is usually the picture you get when you hear this idea of repentance. If you see those two guys, they weren't really into this guy preaching repentance. And literally, he's standing on a soapbox and he's preaching repentance. And he's preaching it in a way that I think so many of us, when we hear that word repentance, we get like, Ugh. We kind of get this feeling like what, what the image that we get is something like this. Thanks, team. You can take it down now. But we get this idea and this picture that repentance is this nasty, ugly, wrong, uh, Christianese kind of word. And we don't really like that. But I just want to encourage you tonight. Repentance is incredible. Repentance is something that should give you gratitude and thankfulness in your spirit because it is incredible. Repentance is you turning away from what you want and turning after what God has. Repentance is turning from something worse to something better. Turning from bad to good. Repentance literally is turning in a different direction. That's repentance. And that should give you gratitude and thankfulness because God's way is better. God's way is better. So when you hear this word repentance, that's a good thing. Repentance is going, you know what? I'm not going to trust myself. I'm going to trust in God, I'm going to trust the creator. I, I, I've compromised. I've lived a lie. I've believed a lie. And now I get to repent and believe the truth that is found in the word of God. That's repentance. You see that here in Colossians, Colossians 3, verse 1 through 14. We read a lot there. But it was basically, hey, I, I'm, I'm putting off my old self, the, the way I used to live, the things I used to do, the way I used to act, the words I used to speak, and I'm going to be clothed. I'm going to change direction and go after what God has for me. And that's repentance. Repentance is so important to the Christian. Like that's what separates us than everybody else is this word, repentance. You want to know what separates the Christian is like, hey, anyone ever compromise in here? I know you don't have to be honest. I'll be honest for everybody. Everybody's hands go up. Anybody ever sin in here? Every hand should go up. Everyone ever mess up, miss the mark, fall short, say something? As a Christian, as a believer, as someone who's confessed Jesus as Lord and Savior, I have and what separates me and from the other person who does that is this word, repentance. I've messed up. I've made a mistake. This isn't what God has for me. I trust him. I trust his word. And so I'm going to change direction and I'm going to follow after what he has for me. And this is a good thing because God's way is better. 
A couple of years ago, I was uh, driving one of our guest speakers who came in to preach uh, on a Sunday, and he's a really old, awesome Australian guy. And he came in, and for some reason, him being from Australia, he thought the closest airport to our church was JFK in New York City. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to New York City or been to JFK in New York City, but it is not fun driving up in that area. And so, pastor came down, preached the word of God. It was incredible. This is like very prophetic and it was awesome. And I had the honor and the privilege, I thought, of driving him uh, back up to the airport. And he literally said to me, he's like, yeah, isn't this the closest airport? I'm like, no, not really. Philadelphia is like 10 minutes down the road, but it doesn't matter. We'll catch you to JFK. So I'm driving him up to JFK, and I don't know, you probably haven't driven in New York City before, but when you're driving up into New York City, there's like the GPS. I, I needed the GPS. I didn't know how to get there. And the GPS, there's like roads that go over roads. There's just roads on roads on roads on roads, and they overtap, and then it's like the, what exit is which. There's like seven exits within one exit, and you're like, what exit is this? And so it's pretty difficult driving up there. And so so I'm getting lost with the GPS, and our Australian pastor who's preaching the word of God is looking at me. He's like, ah, mate, you don't know where you're going. You're bloody lost, mate. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I got it. And I'm trying to be respectful and nice because this is a man of God who traveled all the way across from Australia, across the pond over here in America. And he's starting to, like, chirp me a little bit, apes. He's like, ah, mate, you, you don't know what you're doing, mate. You don't know how to drive, mate. You, you lost, mate. This isn't the way to the airport. And I'm like, all right. Uh, and then I'm starting to get a little flustered and upset because I'm already having a difficult enough time as it is getting lost in New York City. Now I got someone chirping me. And I'm like, all right, so now I'm throwing U-turns. I'm, I'm turning around. I'm making different turns. The, 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 the GPS is redirecting me. And so I'm going in a different direction because the GPS is telling me which way to go. And so many of that in our lives is that we have a direction we have something telling us in the way that we should live, ways that we should go and ways that we shouldn't. And here's my fear for you is that you think that that GPS is going, hey, make a U-turn, and you're like, no, 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 I got it. I'm going to go this way. And then, no, no, I, I know better. I may be feeling lost right now, but I, I got this. I know the proper way to go. And we get in this idea that we know best, we know better than God does. And it's like, hey, make a U-turn here, go a different way. And you're like, no, I got it. Man, that, and you end up feeling lost. And you wonder why, like, you're having that fear and anxiety. It's because you're just continually saying, no, I got this. This is the way to live. This is how I live. The Christian is marked by repentance. By continually going, uh, I'm going this way. I'm putting off my old self. I'm putting on my new self. And what, honestly, what worries me is that if you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and this word repentance means nothing to you, meaning I'm a Christian, but I still do whatever I want, that worries me. Hebrews 10, 26 to 31 it says, if we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a, of a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. 
Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who had trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated him as unholy things, blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the spirit of grace? For we know him who said, it is mine to avenge, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Repentance is a good thing. Repentance is going, you know what? I'm not going after my own way. Sin leads to death and I want life in Christ. Repentance is going, hey, I'm grateful and I'm thankful that God saved me. I'm thankful for his grace. It's transforming my life. I'm thankful for his mercies. They're new every morning. That's the direction I'm walking in. I've surrendered my life to him. And so I'm not living my own way anymore. Listen, in your life, you can clap. Go ahead. Clap for Jesus. In your life, there will be moments that you'll, you'll feel kind of the things against your grain, your natural self. Meaning like, ah, really? Like, you'll be reading the word and you'll be going, oh, that's what it says, that's what it says. That's what, but I always thought this way. I've always thought I should go this way. I always thought this way about this issue and the word of God. What it's doing is it's transforming you. It's, it, it, it's leading you. And you're, you're going, oh. But there's going to be that tension And that's a good thing because repentance is a continual thing. Repentance is continually going, hey, you know what? I'm submitting my life to God. There are things in your life that God wants you to change directions in. Like just yesterday, like I had to apologize to April. I was like, man, I, I, I was this person did something and I was just so annoyed and frustrated and it was like in my heart, I could feel it where I was like, I was just, there was no grace, there was no love, there was no compassion, there was no kindness and I just knew when I was talking to April about it, I'm like, man, this person, they just driving me nuts and, and, and I had to go to her and I just said, hey, Apes, I'm sorry. That's not who I am. I don't speak that way. I, I, I know that God has called me to love this person and show them grace and show them kindness and see the best in them. And so like, but th- that, that, that should be a part of your life. That should be a part of your life where you're just going, man, I, I, I did that and that wasn't right. And I'm turning towards God. I'm following after what he has for us. That's a part of the Christian life is recognizing that we fall short, recognizing that we miss the mark. It's not that we never miss the mark. It's not that we never sin. It's that when we do sin, when we do mess up, we're going, hey, I recognize it as as a mess up, as a sin, and I'm following after God. And I'm choosing to say, hey, I'm not going to live that way. I'm going to follow what he has for me. But too often, I... I just wired that this word repentance, I don't know why, maybe, it, maybe it's because the guy on the soapbox on the street corner in Sydney, we get, we get this idea that this isn't a Bible idea, this is a Bible idea, this is a biblical principle that Christians live by. And I'll tell you what, it's incredible because his mercies are new every morning, his grace is sufficient, his love is unending, his faithfulness is continual. And so guess what, I get to follow after Jesus. They'll follow after what I have for me. I don't follow after my own hopes, my own dreams, what I think about things. Hey, what do you think about it? 
I think about what, what the Bible says. That's what I've submitted my life to God and his word. And so what he says matters. And I'll follow after him. Let me pray for you tonight. Father, I thank you that in you. Hey church, True North Youth is happening on Wednesday nights right here at our Mullica Hill campus at seven o'clock. It's from seven to 8.30. And we really wanna cultivate an environment of just relationships and encouragement right here at youth. So no matter where your student finds themselves during the week, whether they have a, a good week at school or a bad week at school where they're struggling in sports or wherever they may find themselves, they can come in on a Wednesday night and experience some encouragement, some hope, some peace that they can come in during praise and worship and have a God encounter. And we really believe that when they come into youth on a Wednesday night, they're gonna leave change, empowered and encouraged. So we would love to host your students here at youth seven o'clock right here at our Molokai Hill campus. We would love to see them out.